Welcome to Behavior Fit Radio, where we talk health, fitness, and behavior analysis. I'm your host, Nick Green. Welcome to the show. Okay, here we go. How's everybody doing today? Um, doing pretty well. It is the middle of November. It does not feel like fall here in swampy Gainesville, Florida. I'm originally from Indiana, so, you know, I'm used to those cool fall mornings here it is. Anyway, so today what I'm going to do is um, I thought it would be interesting to look at how certain issues related to physical activity and, of course, standing, sitting, sedentary behavior is covered in the media. So what I did, I looked at, um, I opened up my Apple News app. I'm sure the same stories will come up in whatever news app that you use, but um, this article that I have um, in front of me um, just popped up in the fitness category. It's the first one on the um, on the line up here. So you got all these pictures and uh, the title of this article. So I think it's important to look at how are these issues covered today. So this article, I'm going to read it for the first time with you. It's called How to Stand Up to the Disease That Is Probably Killing You. Oh no, we all have a disease. I already know probably what this is going to say, but this would be good to go over. Um, the, the funny thing is this article, the, uh, the picture is Zach Galifianakis just strolling across, it looks like a small city, a small town hall. It says Hammond City Hall. That's probably in Indiana where I'm from. Um, and he's walking two little cute little pugs. He's wearing some funny jeans and a nice little gray turtleneck and there's a trolley in the side. But it looks like there's a land surveyor in the back doing something. Um, anyway, so the, the caption here says, your morning walk won't help to counteract the effects of a full day of sitting. And if you've read some of my blogs or some that I will cover in later episodes, you'll know exactly what this is about. Find ways to add more movement all day long. That's right. So far, so good. I like this article. Um, this article is written by Lisa Fields of Market Watch, published November 12, 2018 at 5.02 Eastern Standard Time. So the, subcap, the subtitle to this article is called there are simple ways to combat sitting disease. All right, let's see what let's see what Lisa says here. Okay, this article is reprinted by permission from nextavenue.org. So check it out there. Let's go see what that. Let's click and see what that uh, what that website is about here. Next Avenue, uh, cool logos with some colored squares. The phrase is "Where grown-ups keep growing." So they have health, money, work, purpose. Looks like more geared content and material geared more towards the elderly aging population which is important um there's a picture of mahjong that tile game all right so next avenue for the seniors so this article is reprinted there back to the news lab okay not long ago when i interviewed one of the leading experts on quote sitting disease and quote the buzzy catchphrase that's been attached to physical inactivity for the past few years he walked in place on his treadmill desk while he while we chatted on the phone. I'm going to guess this is probably James Levine. And I've read his book, um, Get Up. That's it. That's And it's got a picture of a red chair on it. Um, I don't get any royalties, but maybe someday I might. 
Um, I'm going to guess it's James, but we'll see what the article says. Uh, the irony wasn't lost on me. I was sitting idly at my desk while writing an article about the health problems associated with sitting idly at desks. Ta-da! Meanwhile, the expert in the know was staying active, even though he had a desk job. That's the, that's the tricky part, is that we live in a culture of inactivity, and these health consequences are creeping up on us. I recently added a treadmill desk to my office, which I fashioned myself out of a regular treadmill and some supplies from the hardware store. It's empowering to work while walking at 1.6 miles an hour, knowing that I'm taking care of my health. So 1.6, that's just a, a nice, comfortable stroll. There have been um, research studies uh, related to how fast, how ideal the treadmill pace needs to be, and 1.6 is good because once you start getting faster, you, um, hey, it, it's just harder to concentrate and type and do all those things. So subheading here, why sitting has become more routine. All right, here we go. Unless you make an effort to get moving, um, as a behavior analyst, I would think about what are those consequences, what are those motivating uh, variables that make the effort necessary. It can be easy to fall into fit a physically inactive lifestyle. You can accomplish some of the tasks from a seated position today that required walking just a few years ago. Uh, think online shopping and drive through everything, right? I talk about this in a lot of my presentations. There are smartphones and apps that get you your food right to you. So you have Uber Eats, they bring the food to you. You have uh, Amazon and Whole Foods, they um, have food delivered to you. So even when it comes to what you're eating, it gets uh, delivered to you. And with the widespread popularity of screen time, I'm looking at a screen right now, you're likely allured into a seated position by your smartphone, laptop, or TV for several hours daily. Between your desk job, commute, meals, and nightly leisure time on the couch, you probably sit for the bulk of your day, which is true. It's the modern culture that we live in, uh, the modern conveniences of traveling to faraway places super fast on a plane. Um, there's a trade-off, and what we're learning is that the trade-off is less activity, poor poor health outcomes. Unfortunately, an inactive lifestyle can be detrimental to your health. Dun dun dun. Prolonged sitting is linked to a host of health problems including heart disease, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure, and cancer. So, so far I like how um, this just these couple paragraphs are written, very easy to understand, and um, line up with what the research says. Luckily, research shows that there are simple ways to combat chronic physical inactivity, but it requires consistent effort. Your morning walk won't help you counteract the effects, counteract the effects of a full day of sitting. Finding ways to add more movement all day long is key. That's true, but there are many variables which aren't discussed on the behavioral side of things, which um, can set the occasion or set the task, set the, uh, you know, give you a setting of probability of moving or not. Quote, moving more frequently throughout the day, even at lower intensities and for shorter duration, has a positive impact on health markers and it and is just as important as regular exercise, says Lauren Schroyer, Director of Product Development for the American Council on Exercise. So that is ACE. The uh, They provide a, um, a personal training certificate that is um, very popular. American Can Council of Exercise, so... 
Um, so far, so good. So sneak in movement into your lifestyle. Think about your daily schedule. Then figure out ways to be more active. And that's what I do. Um, figuring out those barriers, those issues to be more active. It seems intuitive and easy, but it's really difficult. And you have to think about ways that can maintain um, in your lifestyle and make slow changes, of course. Okay, here's the quote. The default in America is to end up on your bottom, says Dr. James Levine. Ta-da! I was right. Author of, oh, here, here comes his book. Get up while your chair is killing you and what you can do about it. So, obviously, big shout out to Dr. Levine. Uh, that book kind of set the stage for me getting interested in this topic of sedentary behavior. So, Levine is the president of a foundation called Ipsen, I-P-S-E-N, a Paris-based nonprofit medical research foundation. Um, oh, I, I hit a keyboard and I lost my spot. Okay. Ipsen, a Paris-based nonprofit medical research foundation. I want the default to be up and doing something. I am with you, Dr. Levine. All right, let's look at um, what is Ipsen. Highlight it. Uh, highlight it here just to see what Ipsen stands for. Ipsen, Ipsen Biolabs. That's a pharmaceutical company. Ipsen and Biolabs to open new innovation center in Cambridge, to foster Cambridge in the United States to foster development for new therapies for patients. Um, innovation for patient care. I don't see what Ipsen stands for, but um, looks like it's a research um, organization. All right, back to the news app. Ipsen. Okay, so he wants the default to be up and doing something. Okay, the last time that I spoke with Levine, this is the uh, the author of the article, Lisa, who is also the former director of obesity solutions for the Mayo Clinic. Uh, he was walking on his treadmill desk. Now he says that people can inspire themselves. Can inspire. That's uh, We're going to need a little more behavioral work in there. Inspire themselves to be more active by mapping out a weekly plan, scheduling one appealing activity each day. So... What do you prefer to do versus somebody else? Window shopping downtown, volunteering at the library, wandering the aisles at Walmart, or spending the afternoon with grandkids. Right. The trick is absolutely to find the stuff that you want to do, Levine says. There's no point in going to weight training if you hate going. Exactly. So what we're not saying here is what we have to do is learn by the consequences that result from being active. So if, we're, if we are more active, well, window shopping, going to the library... Do those physical activities lead us to some type of natural reinforcer, something that is uh, beneficial when we um, go into those environments? So think about it this way. I walk around. It doesn't matter what we do, but if it isn't it being the physical activity, if it is not reinforced in a meaningful way that could maintain, so meaningful way, so you like what happened after you walk somewhere, and if you liked it so much, you'll do it again. If you, walk to the, if you walk to the library and they have a good selection of magazines and you're looking for a magazine, you may continue walking to the library. So, and the same goes for um, having bad outcomes. So if you go to, um, if you spend the afternoon with grandkids and your grandkids aren't doing anything, then that's not going to be fun and active either. So, um, next heading here, get up often. The problem with sitting is that once you park yourself at the desk or on your couch, you're likely to stay seated for hours. Okay. 
but regularly shifting from sitting to standing helps to improve your health and preserve your long-term mobility. Okay, this is an important part to discuss here. So a lot of the standing research and the sedentary research, it's really concerned with uh, a lot of the long-term health consequences. So in fancy research academic world, they look at mortality curves or simply put, it means that uh, you take a group of people and you see how often they live, how much, how many people, um, you know, how many people live longer, and that's what those main health sedentary sitting studies look at. But the interesting thing, I'm glad they said this here: preserve your long-term mobility. So that's something that isn't covered in all these articles. So let's see what they say. Uh, losing mobility is probably the number one cause of all the deteriorating. All the deteriorating we see with aging, says Joan Vernicos. Hey, I talked about her in my last one. This is a nice surprise. Author of Sitting Kills, Moving Hills. I read that book. Very good book. Um, how everyday movement will prevent pain. pain, illness, and early death. And exercise alone won't. She's the former director of NASA's Life Science Division. She says the most basic emotion that you can do is structure your life so that you have to change your posture often. So uh, moving the posture, very, very important. So you need to stand up and be in good positions. Um, again, I talked about this on the last episode, but really the key here is all about that regular movement. So um, in her research, it matters more how often you stand up and uh, move about um, just those repetitions, those air squats again. Again, go back to that episode three to get a little bit more of that detail. But getting back to the mobility here is that if we're constantly in a seated position, again, I'm not a physical therapist or an exercise scientist, but I've read a little bit about this. So you're continually shortening your muscles and mobility so that if you're in a hunched over position, it's going to be harder to you know stand up and stretch out. So just think about if you're spending more time building muscles by doing squats in the gym, your legs are going to get stronger. But if you're spending more time hunched over, then, you're, then your body is going to get in that, that tight position there. That's a whole other topic for another day, but I'm glad they brought up the mobility because that mobility isn't measured when we talk about these long-term health outcomes. So for this reason, Vernicos advocates standing often, whether you place your water bottle just out of reach to encourage movement or train yourself to get up when commercials come on TV. So train yourself. Again, uh, can you train yourself? There's all kinds of, there are many behavioral approaches to this. So are you using a self-monitoring strategy? Um, do you have a um, so maybe a, a walking buddy, something like that? And that training yourself, that's where the, that's, that's where the money is made right there. Um, it's easy to say train yourself. It's a, it's a good start, but again, in getting to those learning opportunities, what's happening in our environment, um, are there meaningful outcomes whenever we do start moving? And if not, you're still going to be sitting down all day. Her research found that standing for one to two minutes every 20 to 30 minutes helps prevent deterioration caused by physical inactivity. Yep, that's what I just got to. So this is a nice repeat here. Her research, I'll say this again, her research found that standing for one to two minutes every 20 to 30 minutes, again, just standing up, helps prevent the, the deterioration and physical inactivity. She says, your body needs this on-off stimulation for changing posture. Standing from a seated position 
seems like the simplest of skills, but as people get older, their inability to do this prevents some of the some from being able to use the bathroom independently, which makes them more likely to end up in a nursing home or assisted living facility, Vernico says. And that's something that, um, so familiar with, uh, um, I do a lot of CrossFit training, and that's some, one of their definitions I've heard somewhere, you know, in their, in their, their, their content is that the, kind of the, the inability to squat and stand off the toilet is a, pretty much a prescription to the nursing home, and this research by Dr. Vernikos um, uh, supports that. So, um, be more active at work and home. There are many. There are ways to counteract the inclination to stay seated all day. Most modern companies are offering some variant of active work. Uh, for example, walk and talk meetings, active lunchtime programs, walking clubs, running clubs, treadmill desks, and standing desks. Levine says there's a whole range of active work opportunities, many of which cost nothing. And again, I would add here, you have all these opportunities, sure, maybe the majority of these capture 80% and get people moving, but what about the 20% that people don't like walking or doing a treadmill desk? What do they do? There's other options, I think, that we can look at that aren't being discussed. Just having a a one-size-fits-all intervention, you're going to miss some people. If you're retired, you don't have to sit at home all day, even when you have no plans. Okay, so this article is getting more into the Here's some ideas, um, but it has the, the a good basis there, a good mix here of ideas of how to solve the problem and what, what the research says. Pacing the room while on the phone, using your standing workstation, or putting your laptop on the kitchen counter for 15 minutes are additional ways to work and more muscle activity throughout the day, Schroyer says. Um, yep, so just, uh, again, just different ideas here. So walk around if you're on the phone. That's an activity that you can do sitting and standing. So um, I've talked about this before um in previous articles or in and in live in person that um you know you, you might have some tasks that are very sitting dependent you know maybe you're you are out there listening and you have a a you know you you can't uh you can't afford or you don't have the time to make a standing desk or it might be socially awkward to introduce one into your cubicle jungle but um there are way there are things that you can do so it's just almost like a progression of like okay i can't have the the cadillac of interventions i don't have time or the energy or money to have a standing desk have a treadmill desk I, you know there's no safe walking pass but there are s- smaller lower hanging fruit solutions so pacing on the phone using your workstation putting a laptop on the kitchen counter that's what a lot of my friends have done after learning about all the all these different things that i'm interested in um, and then do things the old-fashioned way. Just because there are modern conveniences doesn't mean you have to use them constantly, right? So you got an app on your phone for that? You know, that, re- that, that is a very reinforcing activity. Meaning, I save time by having my groceries delivered to me. Indirectly, I reduce my physical activity. Now that, say, you saved an hour from going to the grocery store... How do you use that extra time? Are you taking your dog for a longer walk? Are you using that time to go exercise? Um, you know, just looking at the modern convenience, just in isolation, that sliver in time, that's only one piece of the, the, the larger context. Try doing activities the way you would have done them decades ago. Well, some of us were not around decades ago. This seems to be more geared towards a, an older audience. Decades ago, the whole two decades ago, when I was 12, what was I doing? Walk into your coworker's office to share an idea instead of emailing them. 
Well, that's a, that gets a whole other te- technological communication issue. But think about the physical, physical activity or sending a message through Slack or a text or whatever it is. Um, I know a lot of people have their own uh, software that they, that they can communicate um, you know, on the internet. Can you just walk, on the, walk down the second floor, see somebody? That's what I did when I was at the Florida Institute of Technology working on my master's. I worked for a company as a telehealth, not telehealth, but uh, I just answered phones for a company. Um, and I, I was pretty much sitting. I didn't have a standing option. So what I did was I set the timer every to go off every 30 minutes, and I did a, a two-minute lap. I went downstairs, came back up, and it worked out for me. Um, visit the teller. Okay, getting back to the old-school way of doing things. Visit the teller at the bank. Who, is, who visits tellers? We all, we all do Venmo and, and ATM on our phone instead of frequenting the drive-thru. Some things you have to do in person, so... Walk inside instead of going through the drive-thru. Order something online, then pick it up at the store instead of having it shipped to you. Or, how about this? You just walk around the store, pick something that you like, and then carry it to the cashier <laughs> and buy it then. You know, that eh, convenience. If you want to improve or restore your mobility, be aware that you're not doing what you used to do. So, again, mobility, they're just talking about hip mobility here. There's other issues that come along with um you know, ankle and uh, knee mobility, um, uh, if you're uh, engaged in more functional activities throughout your days when you are up and moving, you know, reaching reaching up above you. Um, saying mobility, it's, it's a good, I like the conversation starter here, right? I'm having this conversation now. Mobility is a good start, uh, but particularly if we get into the details here, again, they're talking about just the, the hip mobility standing up and all those uh, what you call those downstream effects? If you're just sitting all day, that means you're not using any knee range. You're not engaging in any type of knee range of motion, ankle range of motion. Um, but there's a lot there. But be aware of what you're doing that you used to. Right? That's again Bernico's. Every time you go through the drive-through, they're really into this drive-through. Um, you're aging yourself. Even getting out of your car and walking two steps to pick up your drugs at the pharmacy is something. So it might be catered towards the older. Um, definitely is catered towards the um, older population. Oh, that's right, because it was written for the uh, nextavenue.org crew. So I think it's what's written so far. So uh, that's it for this article. It says, Lisa Fields is a writer who covers psychology and health matters. As they relate to the workplace, she publishes frequently in WebMD and Reader's Digest. Uh, article reprimitted with permission, nextavenue.org. Um, let me look at this article again. Let's see if it, if it links out to, huh. come on, marketing people. The article that links from this does not go anywhere. All right, but I will I will save a link to this article in the, what we call them, the show notes, but I'll save it, I'll save it here. Um, Market Watch. Um, that's the article. So, yeah, again, it was called How to Stand Up to the Disease that's Probably Killing You. Um little scare tactics in the article there if you know is it a disease it doesn't you know we don't really have a is there a course of action with a disease um but we're talking about sitting and um sitting has the uh, fancy independent risk factor which means that even if you exercise um sitting a lot has other problems um again getting back to the high risk for um 
high risk for heart disease, diabetes, things like that. Um, but I like how they snuck in the uh, the emphasis on mobility because uh, it's not just um, sitting all day, you know, makes your heart weak, which it does. But there's other things that happen too. You're not, you know, you're not getting up, walking around, using your body, bones and muscles. But um, yeah, that's it for this article. So I thought it'd be good to just kind of uh, give a little review on what um, what other outlets, what other news media. Um, um, what are the writers out there are covering this topic? And um, I think uh, for for my money here, it's it's telling that um, for fitness, obviously my feed is probably more you know tied to my interests and everything. But so I'll get like standing popping up. But um, yeah, it, it popped up in Apple News, and there's other things that, that come up here. But um, that's it. I hope you enjoyed the new insight, and uh, see you next week. That's it for today's episode. To learn more about Behavior Fit, visit www.behaviorfit.com. And if you haven't already, follow me on social media. I'm active on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just find me at Behavior Fit, B-E-H-A-V-I-O-R-F-I-T. And look forward to hearing from you. And keep moving.